Hello everyone and welcome to The Haunted Ride. I'm your host Melissa and thank you for joining me today. So I hope you're doing well and I hope you have your tea and your snacks and that it's a quick one because welcome to your first ever bonus episode. So let's talk about how this happened. <laughs> um, My husband is actually the one who is really like pushing for me to take a break because you know I've got some stuff changing in my personal life and He's like, you really should be able to like relax and take care and just take some time for yourself. The podcast takes a lot of time. He thinks the podcast is great, even though he doesn't listen, but he he's very, um, he's very happy that I'm doing it and that I'm enjoying it. So he's super supportive of the podcast, thinks it's amazing, but he also knows it takes me a really long time to record and then edit the podcast. He's also the same one who thinks I over edit, but we'll get to that later. So... We discussed this. He actually wanted me to take a break like almost a month ago and I didn't do it. And then finally I was like, okay, well, I, you know, things are changing. So I should take a break now. So I was like, okay, we're going to take a break. He was super excited. He's like, yay, I'm happy you're taking the break. And then like, so he's known about this for a while. Then last night I told him what I was planning on doing. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like repost an old episode. Maybe make like a little new intro just to like, you know, if I have any news. And he goes, well, do you think your listeners are really going to like that? And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm sitting here and I'm like, I mean, I, I got the idea from a podcast I used to listen to. Whenever they would go on a break and they ran out of episodes, they'd repost an old episode. It would only be one or two. That's it. You listen if you wanted to listen. And if you didn't want to listen, you don't want to listen. Like, that was it. Like, so to me, I thought it was a good idea because I'm sure that some people haven't listened to every episode. So maybe it might be a good idea. So then he's like, well, what if you like did this thing? Then he starts thinking about all these things. He's adorable. But, I, but his idea was, would be more work than it is for me to record and produce a normal, like, 30, 45 minute, uh, hour long episode. And I was like, honey, like, you're adorable, but like, no. <laughs> That's the complete opposite of taking a break. <laughs> so I did some research because this is, this is what happens. And I did some research and some people were like, well, what, what if you just do like a quick little bonus episode? And I don't know why, but it, like I completely forgot that when you post episodes to a podcast, you can post them as trailer, full or bonus. Like I completely forgot because I, nev I never click it. I'm just like, yeah, it's a full episode. Like I never, I've never thought about that. And I was like, holy crap, like I could do that. I could do like a quick bonus. And I was like, I actually have like a really funny story that I want to share. And I was like, okay, well, you know, kind of, well, crap, like now I got to wait till weeks to share it. So that's kind of cool. And um, I was like, yeah, we'll just do that. So we're not going to have a promo. Like this is, this is just a bonus. It's going to be quick, easy, fun. This is how normally like the Patreon bonus episodes are. Like they're quick. Um... There's a lot of me laughing and cursing, so there's that, um, and making random comments, and um, yeah. So to get into the little snippet of a story, um, I had something strange happen to me on Wednesday of the same week. So my last day is actually Memorial Day, and this week. All of the directors of the individual accounting teams at our different locations came in. So I worked 
in accounting and um, you would, you, you had your own kind of like business units that you took care of. So that meant that everyone's was coming in, which meant that mine were coming in. And there were two in particular who I really wanted to see and say goodbye to because I've had them for the longest. Um, they've always been super, super sweet. One of them I am going to keep in contact with, even though I'm not there anymore. And the other one, um, he's just really, really sweet. So we will call him John. Last year when I met him, he did this thing where he stood oddly close to me. Like where we were, we had actually turned to face someone else. And because he was so close to me, his arm kind of touched mine. So I kind of, you know, scooted to the side and that was it. I didn't think anything else, but my brain flagged this item as weird. So John, anytime he decides that he needs to ask me for something or ask me a question, he doesn't just come out and ask me a question. He will actually literally write me a letter. Like he will write me a five paragraph letter. The first paragraph will be like, hi, Melissa, how are you doing? Like, how's the weather over there? The weather over here is like, blah, 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 blah. And like this went on and like that, like he literally like writes me a letter. So we walk into the room where we're going to have lunch and be able to actually spend some time with our directors. And I'm looking for him because we have three new girls and I was trying to point out like, oh, you know, who's who and blah, 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 because nobody else was doing it. And I was like, where's John? Like, where, where's John? Like, I can't, I can't find him. And I feel someone staring at me and I look over and it's this gentleman but he's sitting down and he's super far away so I can't tell like he has a shirt with a logo on it but I can't tell what the logo says but I know that's not John because John has really long hair and a beard and kind of looks like he could be a lumberjack but this guy has like very very short hair like almost like a buzz cut no beard and is like kind of buffed up a little bit so it's like, okay, like, that's not John. So I'm asking someone like, oh, you know, no, no, where's, did John come? Because I found out another one of my directors didn't come. And they're like, yeah, John's over there. And I was like, that's not John. So I just, <laughs> I was like, that's not John. Because this doesn't look like John from last year at all. So I go and I find my other director, who I was wanting to spend the majority of the time with. And I, I, um, the way that they organize the seating is everybody, all the directors are on the outside of the, the table, and then they make all of us sit on the inside of the table. So we're directly across from whoever we want to sit across from. So I knew where she was. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to sit over here. So I'm, I'm kind of like trying to rearrange the chair because they moved them real close. And I, I kind of get like situated in the chair a little bit, but I'm a little uncomfortable, but I, I really wanted to speak with this director. So I just was whatever. So and then I feel someone like approaching me. So I turn and it is the same person that someone said was John. And I now see the logo is the logo of where John works. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> it's like, what happened to you? So he comes over and he like immediately like grabs me and gives me a big hug. Which... I didn't know we were on a hugging basis. So I'm I'm a very affectionate person when I love you. Like if I love you, I I just love you. I will hug you. But if I don't feel that way about you, I'm not I don't I don't like to be touched by people. I'm an empath. I pick up on things very quickly. Um especially now that I'm more open to 
all of these experiences and the paranormal and I opened myself up completely. So like I pick up on those very, very quickly. So when he hugged me, I picked up on an emotion, but I, I couldn't really tell you what the emotion was. Now that I'm sitting here trying to explain it, it was chemistry, like the chemistry that you would have with someone that you're attracted to. But I'm not attracted to him. I have a husband. He's like my everything. But the way that John is kind of looking at me is extremely intense. And I am, I'm picking up on it in my mind, but it's like half of my mind is like, I, you know, this is what's going on. And the other half is like, no, like, no, 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 never. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what my mind's doing. So I'm, I'm actually sort of ignoring it, to be honest with you, and just chit-chatting with him like a normal human being. And he's very engaged, like he's super engaged, like he's really zoned in on me, and it's very obvious. So physically, like my like empath physical self kind of like takes over. And the other director that I really wanted to talk to, I see her kind of coming close and I reach out for her and almost kind of like not pull her in, but she was she was going to give me a hug. So I gave her a hug and kind of like stuck next to her so that that energy from him to me dissipated a little. So because I now like almost sort of physically brought her into the conversation, she was going to she was going to butt into the conversation anyway, because she was just like, screw you. And <laughs> she just came in. Um, we didn't get to finish talking. But I knew that he did really want to finish talk with, or finish chit chatting with me. And I didn't know if it was like something because I'm not going to be there anymore. And he wanted like a quick pointer or like what? Like, so there was almost somewhat of like a responsibility of like, I have to have this conversation with him to see if it's something um, that he needs to know that he has a question for and he just decided to ask me while he's here but hopefully like I just don't want to be involved in that whole like random chemistry emotion that's coming towards me from him so we eat lunch and um there are multiple times during the lunch that I feel him directly staring at me at the back of me like I f would feel him looking at me and I kind of turn around and he'd be staring at me and I was like oh okay and I kind of just smiled and waved and like went back to what I was doing. I was trying to make it um, as normal as possible. And like I wasn't picking up on these like things so that it didn't um, shift how I reacted to him. I didn't think that was I, I didn't think I was going to be put in a position where that was necessary. So there was a message that was said kind of from like one director to another. And I needed to be able to tell him the same message, too, because. We were supposed to be able to be down there for an hour. We were only actually really allowed to be down there for like 45 minutes. So I didn't get to talk to everyone I needed to talk to, including like my newest directors who are completely blind and have no idea what's going on. They know I'm leaving, but like they really need help. And like they're the ones I really should be able to speak with. Um, and then we're told that they may not even be able to come back up and say goodbye to us before they leave for the day. And I'm like, well, crap, like, I know these people, like, really need this information. So I'm kind of, like, doing this thing where, like, I feel, like, responsible to tell everybody what they need to know quickly. But I can't. So John was actually seated right next to one of the double doors to exit. There's only two. As I was kind of going around and saying goodbye to my directors and kind of, like, quickly giving them little bits of information, I go and I walk past John. And I said, oh, um... John, by the way, and he stands up and he does what he did last year, except 
way more forcefully. So he stands up and completely invades my personal space. I mean, like, I talk with my hands most of the time, especially like if I'm more nervous, I'll talk with my hands. And I could not lift my hands in front of me without touching him. That is how close he is to me. Like, you know, in those like cute little romantic photos where like the two are like leaning in and they're like, you know, their torsos are kind of touching. We were like, maybe like an inch away from that. And I was like, whoa, this is like way too oppressive. So I take a step back and he takes a step forward to close up the space. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And I was like, ah, fuck. So So I'm trying yet again to like make this seem like, in my mind, I was like, okay, if I come off as being nervous or anything, I don't want him to interpret that energy in whatever way it is that he clearly is trying to interpret something from me. So I just said, okay, well, if he's going to stand this close to me, I'm just going to be defensive and stand my ground. So I take my hands, I put them by my sides, and I'm just kind of like, have them there. And I'm just looking up at him, speaking with him. And it's so obvious that like something's going on that actually I kind of out of the corner. He has his back to the rest of the room, but I can see the rest of the room. And I see like new, like a number of them like turning and looking at me like, are you okay? And he wasn't threatening me at all. Like, that's not the case. It was just like he was way too close. Like, way too close to me. So, now, the other problem is that because he's this close to me, not only do I pick up on his emotions from earlier as an empath, I pick up on the um, desire of his emotions. And I wish there was like a super easy way for me to say this without it being very uh, crude. So if you don't like crude language, I would suggest that you just ignore this part right now. Um, His desire was essentially for me to have sex with him. And he was very clearly like envisioning that. And so I picked up on that. And he was envisioning it so strongly that I now know... um, I now know how long his nether regions are. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only way I can describe it. And I was just like, oh God, oh God, no. Oh no, 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 no. So I basically was like, yeah, nice to see you, bye. <laughs> and I like ran. <laughs> I ran out the door. Someone else, someone else was trying to open the door <laughs> to come in. I was like, no. <laughs> we almost collided and I just booked it. I ran out the door. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> so here's here's where like this gets even funnier for me. It's like maybe like a couple days. Like I like to listen to this one interview, which is ridiculous. But it's Iggy Azalea. So she had this whole interview. And I was like on an interview thing with different people. And I was having a good old time that day with picking out celebrities that I thought were in past. And she came on. And so I listened to the whole thing. And she talks about big dick energy. Which is what I wanted to name this this episode, <laughs> but I knew I couldn't because iTunes would take it down. <laughs> so she talks about like people who like they basically walk around and have like a big dick, and they may or may not like that's not the case, but that's how that's how they act. That's that's the vibe they put out, and basically that's what he was doing, just very purpose purposely, 
with the intent of having sex with me. Like, that's what it is. So I tell my husband everything, especially when, whenever there's an interaction with a guy, because I, I, I tend to have better relations with guys as friends normally. However, I've had to learn that while I do think that guys and girls can be friends without there being any like emotion or attraction or like anything like that going on, I have learned that I have a very attractive personality. It's part of me being an empath and my light and that I'm just, I just like to be nice to people. And I don't understand why that seems to like in guy terms mean that like I want to have sex with them. That's not what I want at all. Like I didn't put that intention in there. That's not there. I have no chemistry or attraction to you whatsoever. Like, I don't want anything from you. I'm just being a nice human being. Like, isn't that normal? So I explained everything that happened to my husband. I talked to him about the whole thing. Um, he obviously, as my husband, was upset. But I tell him these things because I it was bothering me. And I never want there to ever be like a, well, why didn't you tell me about this? Like, I don't, he would never, he would never be like that with me to begin with, but like, I never want to give him the option to be. So I explained to him everything that happened. And I said to him, I said, honey, I said, this is what I don't understand. We, him and I, we, this is not the first time, the second time, the third time we've had this conversation about like this happening with guys. He thinks I'm very, I'm a very beautiful person. I think that I'm very pretty. I'm confident in my appearance in that case, but I don't look at myself that way. I don't wear tight clothes. I wear very like billowy out clothes. And I do that actually because of situations I had in high school where like the guys would come up and they would just grab you. Like they would literally just grab your boobs, grab your ass, grab whatever. Like they owned you. And I was like, no, 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 I don't think so to begin with. Like I'm violent and and I kicked a lot of guys in the nuts. I would just come home and be like, yeah, I kicked another guy in the nuts today. And my mom would be like, Melissa, you have to stop kicking them in the nuts. And I said, mom, I'm taking care of the overpopulation of the world. <laughs> so like, this is like, this. that's how often that happened. And so I never like, I never like being hit on. I, this is why like, none of, like my picture isn't anywhere, not even on the about us page. Like I do everything possible that I can think of to make sure that I don't get hit on, that people don't see me that way. But I've learned like, all you can do is control yourself. You can't control how other people see you. And you, all you can do is like try to get yourself out of those situations. But I don't understand how anyone ever thinks that I want to be in that situation to begin with. That That's what I don't get. And it took me a really long time to learn, like, it's not something I do. But then if it's not something I do, then what is it? So I asked my husband. I was like, honey, I was like, I don't understand why this happens. Why? Like, I, why are guys attracted to me? I, I don't I don't get it. And he said numerous things, but I'm going to quote this one thing he said. He said, think about it this way, babe. He was like, if you have someone and every single person they go to, they punch them. So they go to person A, they get punched. They go to person B, they get punched. They go to person C, they get punched. And then they go to somebody and that person doesn't punch them. Instantaneously, they're going to love that person because they're the only person who treats them right. He goes, you're that person. You're nice. And it's like, but what does niceness have to do with, hey, I want to go fuck this girl? Like, why? And he said, well, honey, he said, it's rare to find people who are nice and good hearted in this world. That is how you are. And that's beautiful. And that's amazing. But because people don't always get that, eh, there you go. And I was just like, 
Motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was my, um, that was my instance with, uh, to quote Iggy Azalea, big dick energy. <laughs> but, um, I hope you guys just enjoy your day and be safe. Love yourself and love others. And like we always say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.